We've already heard the scripture. But, uh, hopefully it's good. There it is. Just leave that there, guys. I'm just going to put the f- two verses before it. But I don't need them up there. I don't need them up there. Okay. So I just saw them go at the back going, no, I don't need them. <laughs> I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Yeah? There's a second part to that. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering. Oops. We don't like that bit, do we? Not suffering because the enemy's getting at us. Not suffering because the world's got to us. Not suffering through sickness because that's the fallen world. But suffering because of the gospel. Suffering because people think you're stupid to be a Christian. Suffering because... And it's coming, guys. Come on, some of us are old enough to realise. You know, 40 years ago, I heard people saying, it's quite difficult being a Christian, isn't it? No. It's more difficult now. A lot more difficult. And actually a lot more difficult in the last two years. Post-lockdown. I am going to get to the passage, I promise. And so, if I share in his resurrection and his suffering, because you can't have a resurrection without the cross. You can't have rising from the dead without being dead. So the first thing we do as Christians is die. When you become a Christian, you die to your old self, to your worldly self, to your sinful self. You die. Not because you have to make it happen, because Jesus has done it for you, but you walk into that, you accept it. I'm dead. The old is gone, the new has come. My old self, my worldly self, all those things that meant all my hopes, ambitions, dead. Wiggling yet? Because they're not all dead, are they? But they are, but they're not. It's one of those again, I'm afraid. They are, and they're not. It's that mixture. Not that I've already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. This passage is so badly misunderstood. This past activist, are you an activist? Hands up if you're an activist out there. That's someone who likes doing stuff. Yeah, I am actually an activist. I want to do stuff. Between us activists, we like doing different stuff. That's okay. But the activists read this and say, go on, see, it's not, it's not come on, we've got, got to push on, we've got to strain, we've got to strain everything that's in our behind. Oh, sorry, that's back to Leonard, we mustn't go there again. Somebody asked, somebody said to me just now, where did you get that from? It, it, it's the Lion King, where Pumbaa wants to put his behind in his past. That's what clicked into my head before I strained. Anyway, moving on. I relate to people like Pumbaa, you know. Don't always get it the first time. 
I haven't already got this. I'm not at my goal. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Activists, listen up. The first thing that happened was he took hold of you. It's got nothing to do with you. What's Christmas got to do with Father Christmas? Nothing. What's Easter got to do with the Easter Bunny? Nothing. What's Christianity got to do with doing lots of activity, make sure I'm ticked off as a good boy and a good girl? Nothing. He took hold of you. What did he take hold of you for? He took hold of you to make me good. No. He took hold of you so you can live free from your sin. But that's not about being good. That's a relief. Not one of us is good. But we're all saints. I see, in my previous church, that would have worked even better because it was all saints. But we're all saints. But we're not good. We're not perfect. We've got a culture around us that demands perfection. And then when you don't deliver perfection, shoot you. I'm glad you're all sitting down because you might all you all might all collapse at this point. I had sympathy for Boris Johnson a couple of weeks ago. In fact, I had empathy. Did any of you see it? His swimming pool planning permission has been turned down because there might be newts <laughs> nearby. <laughs> And there he was going, <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> the words David was using was even worse, weren't they? <laughs> Flipping newts. Boris is a case in point. Do I agree with Boris? No. Do I particularly like him? Do you know what? I, I probably wouldn't mind going for a beer with him. He's probably not a bad, bad company. But... He's loved by the Lord and deserves to know the grace of God. Or you can say the same about Keir Starmer or Jeremy Corbyn or Ed Davey or wherever you want to go with any <coughs> Trump, whatever you want to say. <laughs> My Alex drew a picture of Donald Trump. It's about six or seven years ago, isn't it? James is the artist, Alex is the drawer. And he drew this picture of Trump. And he had to stop. Alex is no friend of Donald Trump. But when he posted it online, he actually said, I stopped drawing because all I saw was a broken, hurting man. That's why he's off his trolley. Sorry, that's why he says the things he says, because he is broken. And he's no less broken than you or me. But this attitude, they've got to be perfect. 
and woe betide them if they're not. I got a text from a friend last Saturday after our humbling at Watford. <laughs> Steve's been very quiet on the issue. He's been very good. But a mutual friend texted me and said, maybe we can get to a game later in the season with a new manager. Immediately, we'd lost one game. There's got to be a new manager. So what happened yesterday? We beat Cardiff away. And it's like, Yo, how did that happen? If you told me we'd come out the first two weeks with, six, with three points out of six, I would have been happy. I would have hoped for two. But anyway, forget the football. But that attitude that says, it's not perfect, dump it. I've got too many friends in church leadership at the moment who have been turned on by other Christians because they're not perfect. I'll tell you what, I could have told you that beforehand, that they weren't perfect and they were going to screw up at some point. Not badly, but most, most of the anger is aimed at those not doing what we want you to do. I sent a... Ask questions. It was an email with a, a think questions. A survey. That's the word. <laughs> with a survey on it. That's an American survey uh, of 2,000 pastors, and it was saying, what's the hardest thing you've ever done in ministry? 2,000 pastors. There was lots of stuff on there. Some of it very American. You know, having to tell people their son had been shot. You know, that doesn't happen in the UK so often. Um, other stuff... Uh, very American to do with the elections and all the rest of it but number one lead a church post COVID the hardest thing any pastor had done number one quote now is this a quote from the survey or is it a quote from me <laughs> I'll leave you to decide I've never led a church so full of so many angry people Post-COVID. Because we're angry in the community. We're angry. And our community is angry, isn't it? It is. Even Leafy. You know, come on. If you don't think the community is angry before COVID, remember the open meetings about our planning project where people were standing up and shouting. The one in the parish hall, the one at the beacon. People were angry. And you know what they're angry at most of the time? Stuff that's not true. <laughs> stuff about Maryland. People are angry about stuff that's not true. Stuff about worshipping together. And is this an attack from outside or an attack from inside? Do you know what? I don't care. It's the same spirit. It's the same demonic attack, whether it's coming from outside or inside, and we need to see it. We need to press on, guys. I love... What you did with the guy ropes. You, some of you might be, going, might be on that slightly cynical end going, well, what difference did that make? Well, do you know what? James and the guys had recognised there was a spiritual attack. Spiders, witchcraft, nearly always. Coming out of a crumble. Now, there's a... <laughs> I've just made her feel sick again, haven't I? Sorry. Did you eat the crumble afterwards? 
Yeah, there you go. Do you know, I think I would have eaten the crumble anyway, but never mind. Um, but the fact that you'd seen it, you knew what it was. And moving the guy ropes wasn't the thing that made the witchcraft go away. It's the blood of Christ that made the witchcraft go away and our prayer that made the witchcraft go away. But doing the thing with the, was like a symbolic action that, that marked it in. You know, inked it in, it, you know, made it concrete. Don't try using concrete ropes, that's not, that doesn't work. No. That's the pressing in. Does that witchcraft have to affect us? No, because he's already defeated it. He's already given us that victory. We need to press in what, for what he has already given us. I am still on that verse. All that little deep is still out of that verse. God, Jesus came not to make bad people good, but to make natural people supernatural. He came to make citizens of the earth, citizens of heaven, who live on the earth. He came to make us, to give us back the dominion over this planet that we have. Not to screw it up, not to make a mess of it again, but to steward it and look after it, but to have that impact. We are glory carriers. We are atmosphere changes but most of us okay I'll go, I'll go one step back all of us some of the time so you can't go oh, I'm not one of those all of us some of the time come under the atmosphere of the world and we listen to the voices that's why we've got to get our head into the scriptures and know the word you do understand truth doesn't set you free, don't you? Truth doesn't set you free. That's what scripture says, isn't it? Truth sets you free. Read it again. The truth you know sets you free. If you don't know the truth, you can't be set free. If truth set people free, we wouldn't need to preach the gospel because everybody would be free in Christ because it's done. No, they don't know the truth about Jesus, therefore we preach the gospel. Sorry, I, I've just gone back eight weeks. I've looked up at the, uh, the screen that's not there anymore. <laughs> it's there. I press on to take hold for that which, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have got hold of it. I'm not perfect. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards. You've got to do something. Do I believe in grace? Absolutely. I'll just say that again. Do I believe in grace? Absolutely. Is it God's riches at Christ's expense? Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Yes. Do I earn any of it? No. Is it a free gift? Absolutely. Is he sovereign? Yes. Is he in control? No. He's in charge. And in the end, God's will will be done. I just go back to that one. Is he in control? Was he in control when Moses set out to cross the desert to get to the promised land well allegedly yes so why did a 28 or 14 depending on how you count it why did a, 
a two or three week journey take them 40 years because they took control and didn't and weren't obedient. Why did he have to send prophet after prophet after prophet? To, firstly, not to, the first thing that prophets do is call people back to the truth. Then they have the forward thing. Come back to the truth. He had to do it because people had taken charge. They never, they never inhabited the promised land fully. They never just worshipped Yahweh. They ended up worshipping Baal and Asherah and Molech and all those other gods that were around. Oh, oh, but Yahweh's in charge of all of them, but we can worship them as well. No, no, that's not what Yahweh said. Yahweh said, I am the Lord your God. There was none but no other gods but me. And our gods, Baal and Molech and all those guys are still around. They're still around in the pursuit of the mighty dollar. They're still around in the profit motive. They're still around in education above all things. They're still around. They're still around. I haven't got time to go into detail there. But they're still around. I want to press on. I want to press in. I've, I've spent 25 years ordained wanting to see. Don't you? Don't you want to do that? If There's something in me, and please don't be offended by this. If you don't want to, then what are you bothering with? If you just want to turn up to church, church is really boring if you don't want to press into the... It really is. And I'm doing most of it. But it is. If it's not what you want to press into, then what's, what is the point? If it's not... If you weren't here last week, listen to Wendy's sermon. Please, listen to Wendy's sermon. I'm going to send out a text of it. The call is... Somebody said to me last week about Wendy's sermon, well, it's a really... It's a big call. It's a radical call. And do you know what? It is, but it shouldn't be, because it's just a call to discipleship. It's just a call to be the disciples we're designed to be. It's just the call to be the people we're, you know, when you see these guys worshipping and letting go, that's what they're called to be. And it's wonderful sounding about watching you guys worship. It's great. Oh, you can see me. I may not do anything. No, it's great. Why are we worried about what other people think? Fear of looking stupid? Fear of missing out? What was the other one? Fear of getting it wrong? I'm more frightened, in a good way, of not being obedient to God. The fear of the Lord is a good thing. I want to press on to win the prize. Translation there wins a bit. For the older translation where it says to take hold of the prize. Because win suggests you've done something to earn it. You know. Scored a drop goal in extra time. We were watching the rugby league yesterday. Awesome. No, we take hold. Now that original design stuff you've all had done, most of you? Yeah? I think all of you have had that, at least that bit done. 
That's who you are. Do you want to see it? Do you want to live it? Do you want to walk in it? Those of you who are called to be healers, do you want to see healing? Those of you who are called to be evangelists, do you want to see people come to faith? Those of you who are called to be pastors, those of you called, those given, those of you being supernatural warriors, do you not want to see it? The Lord told me, you know, we've, we've declined over the last few months. I knew it was coming. It doesn't help. Knowing something's coming doesn't help. It's still horrible. But the significant number that are left, this is a word given to me, a significant number that are left will be heart and soul for what we're doing. Let's press in. Let's push in. Let's shout from the mountains. Let's shout from the darkness. Let's sh- that song. Thank you. Great words. Let's shout those, you know, I speak Jesus into those places. Break every stronghold. I'm not there. I've not obtained it yet. Neither of you lot. But together we press in. And do you know what? I am fed up to the back teeth with people going, my faith, my place, my way. Can I borrow you, Alan? Can I just borrow you? Don't, don't panic. <laughs> oh, I'd wake you up first. No, <laughs> I'm a rugby player. I go in to a ruck or a mall on my own. I'm in danger. I'm going to lose the ball. We go in together. Yeah. And then two or three more pile in behind us. We get squashed. <laughs> I should have... Sorry, Phil. <laughs> Thank you. We'll make a decent double out. But we go in together, the ball gets recycled and off we go again. And then we get up, on we go, and then we're the people squashing other people. Thank you. We do it together. I've shared this picture. I'm going to share this picture and shut up. I was watching England play rugby a long time. This might be 10 years ago now. Because Matt Dawson was playing. And he's been retired a while. England were about to go o- over the try line. Push, the forwards were pushing. Go over the try line. And traditionally, forwards do the pushing and the grunting and the, and the snorting around. And the backs stay out. They don't, they don't get dirty. They don't go in with the smelly forwards, and they wait for the ball to come out. And Dawson could see that England were about to go over the line, but couldn't quite make it, so he called the backs to come and join him with the ball. And guess what happened? Suddenly, backs doing what, not what they were supposed to be doing, but doing what they were called to do, over. You might be called to be a back or a forward. But being obedient on the field, in the moment, is the most important thing. An administrator can be an evangelist. A prophet can be an administrator. I'm glad Ruth's not here. But you know what I mean? Why do we... Let's push together, guys.